Hi everyone, it's Daniel here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to share a brief content warning about today's episode. During the conversation, my guest and I will be discussing real events of trauma and assault in detail. If you or anyone listening to this episode with you feel uncomfortable listening to these details in any way, then I want to let you know upfront that this will be discussed during today's episode. Today's guest and I highly encourage that you consider exploring therapy options if you or a loved one listening to today's episode feel uncomfortable hearing the real events discussed in this episode. If you would like to find out more about some potential therapy options you have available to you, then feel free to check out some of the links in the description. As always, thank you for listening to and supporting the show. Hey there, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. My name is Daniel Trinum, and I will be your host as always. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to let you know of a few things of note. First, you may or may not be aware that I host another podcast called The Third Seat. The Third Seat is unrelated to the podcast you are listening to right now, but if you'd like to check it out, then I will put a link in the description of today's episode that you can use to listen to it. If you like this podcast, then I really think you will like The Third Seat as well, so I highly recommend you check it out. Next, I want to let you know of a few ways you can support the podcast. First, be sure to tell a friend if you enjoy the show. Word of mouth is not only a great way to help support the show, but it's also zero cost. Secondly, if you enjoyed today's episode, then be sure to leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Leaving a positive review is one of the best ways of not only supporting the show, but it also gives me direct feedback from you regarding how you feel about the show overall. I greatly appreciate if you decide to take the time to support the show in any of these ways. Finally, if you'd like to follow me or the show on social media, then feel free to check out the description of today's episode. Here you will find all affiliated and mentioned links, as well as how you can support the show online. As always, I want to thank you for tuning into and supporting the show. It really means a lot to me, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. So at the time of this recording, uh, I relatively recently recorded an episode where it was just by myself. Uh, It was me talking about just my general thoughts on um, the relatively, I forget the date, but the relatively recent uh, shooting that happened in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, It was a very sad event uh, and just wanted to kind of get my thoughts on it. And after that, I just my thoughts kind of kept going on it, going a little bit. And I had remembered that someone I know had not a similar experience necessarily, but uh, had a story that I think is worth talking about and worth sharing. And so today, my guest is someone that I haven't spoken to in a little while, but someone I'm really excited to talk to. So Brooke, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me and being willing to hear my story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like I said, first and foremost, thank you for joining. I know that's um, I like to try and make things fun if I can, but topics like this can be a little somber at times. So I appreciate you taking some time to kind of unpack things like this with me and, and chat for a little bit. But um, before we kind of dive into your story, just for those that don't know, just talk a little bit about who you are, what you do, what you're doing, and what you've been uh, getting into lately, if you don't mind. Um, <coughs> sorry. No worries. No worries. <laughs> um, my name is Brooke. I am a nursing student. Um, I have a really cute dog. Um, I graduate in December. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I just got a job in the medical ICU at Erlanger. So I'm very excited. Hopefully I'll be working there when I graduate. Nice. And yeah, nursing school concerns 
consumes pretty much all of my life. I've heard that it, it's it's very uh, it keeps you very busy. I've heard mm-hmm. it keeps people that are in it very busy, at least. Yes. Yeah. Which I'll be done with that in December, so we'll see how that changes. Yeah, you're just kind of putting your head down and getting through it right mm-hmm. now. So awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know. I wasn't sure. I knew you were going to be graduating soon, but I wasn't sure how soon you're going to be graduating. So just real quick, what are your now that you're you know under a year of graduating? Just what are your thoughts on just being almost done with school soon? Surreal. Yeah. Um, if you think about it, we've been in school since we were like five. Yeah. And the only time that I have not been in school has been on summer break yeah. or the semester that I had to take off. Mm-hmm. And so just thinking about never having to go back to school if I don't want to mm-hmm. is very strange. Yeah. I'm kind of like, what am I going to do with the rest <laughs> of my time? Like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. You know? But I'm excited. Yeah, no, I had a similar experience. I graduated back in uh, December of 21. And like, once I finished, I was like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to, if I don't want to go back anywhere. So it was just, you know, it's, it's a funny, funny experience being done and kind of having all that lifted off your shoulders. Do you, do you plan it all going back to school or is it, is it, you think yes. this will probably be, oh, you do, you are planning. Mm-hmm. It'll nice. be a while. Yeah. I'm not, if you ask my dad, <laughs> shout out to my dad if he ends up listening to this, he wants me to go back to school ASAP. Um, <laughs> But I think I want a bit more experience and a bit of a longer break from school. I'm thinking at least two years mm-hmm. before I decide to go back. Yeah. And then eventually I want to get my doctorate and I want to go back and teach nursing school. But wow. that's like decades from now. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not the next two years. Yeah. No, that would definitely. I mean, I whenever I finished, I was like, man, I, I thought about getting you know some kind of graduate degree or anything. I told myself kind of a similar thing. Like if I'm going to do it, I'll make it a little bit down the road, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like the more and more I think about it, I'm like, man, I don't know how people do doctorate degrees. Like that's just so much. It's like, you're just starting over and making mm-hmm. things even harder than it was before. I don't know. Yeah. It's anybody that does anything like that. I have a lot of respect for. So uh, best of luck for you on the, on that uh, endeavor. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so like I said, um, the main thing I kind of wanted to just pick your brain a little bit on and, and was just your story. And I don't want to, you know, speak too much for you. I'll let, let you do, uh, you know, your own uh, kind of explanation of that and everything that's happened to you. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it from there. So do you just care to, in your own words, just tell your story if you don't mind? Yeah, sure. Um, let's see. It feels like it's been a long time. <laughs> and I recently just told somebody at work about it and they were like, oh, when did that happen? And yeah. I said, oh, last January. And she said, last January. <laughs> she said, I thought this was years ago. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. That's recent it's been a year and a half um and luckily through therapy and stuff I think a lot of my memories have kind of blurred some Mm -hmm. I think it's a way of your brain protecting itself Mm -hmm. um is that my chair moving yeah it's a little bit it's fine it might be mine um it'll be okay we're sitting for those who are listening we are sitting in squeaky chairs so if you hear that (laughs) my apologies I can't sit still no it's okay um Okay, so back in January of 2021, um, I was about to start my third semester of nursing school, and I was home for Christmas the last like week or two before I moved back to college, and me and my sister decided we were going to go out to Aubrey Mills Mall in Nashville, and um, it's, it's funny to me now. Um, you just kind of have to find like the humor in things, but I was so annoyed with my sister because <laughs> she was taking so long. We were going to go out shopping and then go to dinner and she was just taking super long and I was so annoyed with her and I was like, I'm starving. We have to go. So that's just like a little funny background. Yeah. Like 
what was like happening at the time, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um, so I can't even tell you how long we were at the mall. We were there for like a few good hours. Yeah. And I was like, I'm hungry. We yeah, need to go. Yeah. Anyway, so it's January, January 8th, and it's dark yeah. because it's the middle of winter. And um, we come back out into the parking lot. And like, I come from a military family. Mm-hmm. So I've always been taught to be very vigilant and aware of my surroundings and like trust people, but not just trust like random people. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I'm walking back to my car and my sister goes in front of me. Luckily I have, um, I say luckily I have like, like mace and like, uh, stuff on my keys, but I like open my car. She gets in the front seat and I go to put our bags in the back mm-hmm. and I see somebody kind of approaching me. And my first thought was like, ah, and I was like, no, Brooke, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, people are nice people. Yeah. 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 That's your thought. Most of them are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time I'm right. But yeah. that time I was not right. Yeah. And he kind of approaches me and I don't remember a whole lot at this point. Um, but he approaches me and he already has his gun out. He's mm-hmm. kind of holding it at his waistline. Mm-hmm. And he's like, put your hands up. Like this is a robbery or mm-hmm. like maybe he said this was a hold up or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of froze and I was like, what? It felt like forever, but it was probably just a couple seconds Mm -hmm. of it happening. Mm -hmm. And like I said, like he walked to me or walked up to me with the gun already out, Mm -hmm. not pointed at me, but it was like very much out. It wasn't even in a pocket or anything. And um, I was like, hold on, hold on. He was kind of getting like increasingly frustrated Mm -hmm. with me. And so I don't know if you're familiar with what a burna is. Like I said, I come from a military family. So, like, I know all these random things about weapons. No, I'm, I mean, <laughs> unless you're referring to either, like, a burner phone or, like, a, like a, a slang for a weapon. That's <laughs> no. the only thing I can think of, but no. No, I didn't know either. But um, it was – I was – under 21 at the time, I was only 20 years old, mm-hmm. so I couldn't have had my carry permit even if I had wanted it, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a Berna, and it's a brand of less than lethal weapon, so it looks just like mm-hmm. a real firearm, mm-hmm. but it shoots out hard plastic, mm-hmm. so it'll injure, but it's not going to kill them, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like meant for you to be able to get away, mm-hmm. and... So I had a giant purse at the time, and that was in there because, mm-hmm. of course, military family. My yeah. parents got me one. Yeah. And so it was kind of a, a split-second mm-hmm. decision because yeah. um, at first I was like, all right, like right, I'm just I'm going to do whatever he says. Yeah. And then I was like, well, my sister's with me, mm-hmm. and she was 16. Mm-hmm. And then also I was like, well, I have this weapon. If there was a time to use it, it's going to be right then, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like I said, like, this was just a couple seconds of, like, these thoughts just, like, going through your head. And so I was like, okay, okay. And I hold my hands up. And I, he was asking me to give him my purse, my wallet, anything. Mm-hmm. So I, like, reach my hand in my purse. Like, I'm going to give it to him. Mm-hmm. And I grab the burner and I go to pull it out. And as soon as he sees it, mm-hmm. it like, it didn't even make it out of the purse. I mm-hmm. couldn't point it at him yeah. or nothing. He just shot me. Mm-hmm. Um which sounds very surreal to say, but now yeah. it's just kind of like, yeah, that happened to me, yeah, which yeah, is weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he shot me and everything else is kind of a blur mm-hmm. um, because at first, like I, I told a coworker one time mm-hmm. and he was like, was it hot? 
I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember. Yeah. Like that was just such a bizarre question of me. Yeah. Anyway, so like I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't immediately hurt. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like a like your body just immediately goes into shock. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, you know, gunshots are loud. Mm-hmm. My sister heard it, mm-hmm. came out of the car. Mm-hmm. He just took off and ran. Mm-hmm. I mean, didn't even take anything, didn't stick around to figure out what happened. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, like the police and um, my family and like our lawyer and stuff, like we just kind of believe it was gang initiation. Mm-hmm. Apparently that happens a lot around mm-hmm. Aubrey Mills. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do to be initiated is like shoot someone. Mm-hmm. So I guess he didn't even actually want to rob me. Mm-hmm. He just, I don't know. That's yeah. just a theory. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, but so he took off and... Again, it's like something that like you shouldn't laugh at, but it's it makes me laugh looking back at it. And my sister came over to me and at some point between that and her getting out of the car, I was on the ground. And she comes over and she's like, "What happened?" And I'm like, "Hey, call 911. He shot me." And she goes, "Where?" And I was like, "It doesn't matter." <laughs> like it sounds like such a morbid thing to laugh at, but like you got to find like humor in like the little things. Yeah. But even then, yeah. I thought it was funny because I was like, I just told you he shot me. Like, it doesn't matter where he shot me. Like, call 911. Um, yeah. So it's, and I know some people are going to think it's weird that I'm like laughing about stuff like that, but it's just like, when there are moments like that, you kind of have to, because yeah. if not, just talking about any of this would just be horrible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all of it's horrible. Yeah. Um, but you got to find little moments like that to where you can like appreciate the like, either like the awkwardness or just like the, accidental hilariousness mm-hmm. of yeah. a comment yeah um but anyways so luckily he didn't do anything to her i don't even know if he knew she was in the car with me mm-hmm. um nothing but so i either she definitely called 911 but i think somehow i also called 911 i don't know mm-hmm. but at some point um the ambulance showed up And actually there was an undercover police officer in the parking lot. And so he came up to my sister and I remember seeing him with the lights on and I was like, not really sure what was happening. Um, And then apparently the like Metro fire department was eating at a restaurant in there. And so they all came out, which was Mm -hmm. nice because, you know, they could do like first aid and stuff. Again, I don't remember any of this. This is all what my sisters told me. Um, And so they, excuse me, they get me on the ambulance and I like at this point it's like hurting and mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. It just it is what it is. I'll it take your word for it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I knew how to describe it, but yeah. luckily most people cannot yeah. relate. Yeah. Um so it was just hurting. I don't even know I didn't say where he shot me. He shot me in the abdomen. Mm-hmm. Um pretty much in line with my belly button. Mm-hmm. Um and so also, when I fell, my left leg immediately was numb. And I was like, great, I'm mm-hmm. paralyzed. Yeah. It hit something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I can't really move at this point. And so I'm like in the ambulance and they're asking me all these questions. And somehow I'm able to like give them my phone number, my social security mm-hmm. number. I don't know how. Yeah. But luckily I'm, a- I'm like with it. And I'm able to talk to mm-hmm. them and stuff. And my sister was able to jump in the ambulance with me. Um, and then we... We're in the ambulance and I'm like, where are you taking me? Mm-hmm. And they're like Vanderbilt and just this like instant relief because mm-hmm. Vanderbilt's like such a renowned hospital. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, I know that they're like good at what they do. Yeah. So it was just yeah. like this relief of like, okay. You knew you were in good, in good hands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like I said, just kind of in and out, 
blacking out a little bit coming to. Um, and then the last thing I remember before waking up in the trauma, um, the trauma unit was like being pushed through double doors and all of these like doctors or whoever, like in, it was like in the operating room, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just like put the mask over me mm-hmm. and like all over, like yeah. all standing over my face. Mm-hmm. And then I was out. Yeah. Yeah. What they tell me is that I was out for two days. Um, wow. Because they ended up doing a, so what it hit was it hit my sacrum, which is essentially your butt bone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why my leg went numb. Mm-hmm. And then it also nicked my iliac artery. And for those who don't know, it's a major artery mm-hmm. in your stomach mm-hmm. or your abdomen. And so they ended up having to do a graft. They took a vein out of my leg and replaced the one in my abdomen. Um and so they had to do like quick exploratory surgery. So I was like pretty much cut from like my rib cage to my hips. Um, and then I was like left open for like two days, obviously like covered and stuff. Yeah, Not yeah. going to go into the details, yeah, but yeah. I was like left open. And then they ended up having to go through on the ninth and do a sec- second round of surgeries. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I woke up in a trauma unit. And I think I was intubated, so I couldn't talk, but I was writing. And for some reason, I was telling everyone I was in nursing school. <laughs> it's just hilarious. You, you were saying, I've seen this place before. I know, <laughs> I know I've seen it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, it was hilarious because thinking back, I'm like, why was that the one thing that my yeah. brain like latched on to? Yeah. But I think I've decided that I was like, hey, I'm like coming into the medical field. Like, tell me what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. You know, not some like BS answer of like, oh, like this happened in your stomach. I'm like, no, I need medical grade terminology because I understand it. I want to know what's happening. Um, But yeah, so I was that person who I was like, oh, I'm in nursing school. (laughs) Like that was the first thing I told people, but it did help because once they knew that they were like very like real with me about what had happened and stuff. You could talk their language to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Or like if they came in and they were just updating my parents Mm -hmm. or like talking to another nurse or Mm -hmm. provider or something like I could, tell what was happening, yeah. which was really nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, spent 10 days in critical care. Um, and then went home and I couldn't walk and they didn't know how much of my nerve function in my leg that I would get back. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of physical therapy. I did physical therapy from January until May. Mm-hmm. No, yes, May. That's when I moved back to Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I had to use a walker. I mm-hmm. couldn't put any weight on my leg. And then I could, but all the muscles had like deteriorated, mm-hmm. not permanently, but they like deteriorated. Um, I couldn't use them. Mm-hmm. Then I had to walk with a cane mm-hmm. for a while and I had a brace on my leg that whole time. Mm-hmm. And so I had to relearn how to walk pretty much. Mm-hmm. So shout out to physical therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not talked about enough. Mm-mm. No, no. The the one, one or two times I've ever had to go to physical therapy once for, I think, I think, yeah, I think the only time I've ever had to go was for my shoulder. I had death shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. And like, one, I totally underestimated how hard it was going to be, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you had a similar experience. But yeah. like, I was just, I was doing like simple things. And I was like, this is so difficult. Like, it was just yeah. like the smallest little exercises and stuff. And it was just, it, 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 I did not realize how much work had to be done to get back to where I was, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but without them, I mean, I, I don't know if I could use my left arm. To, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like. Even as a kid, like, you never really heard, like, a lot about him. You know, you hear mm-hmm. doctor and nurse yeah. and, like, all this stuff. But, like, yeah. holy crap. Like, yeah. 
physical therapists and occupational therapists, yeah. like they are so needed and so impressive mm-hmm. because like just if you even like hold your leg out and stretch out your leg, mm-hmm. like extend it, I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like my muscles, it was the nerves that mm-hmm. were messed up, mm-hmm. but like it wouldn't allow me to do that. I had zero strength in my leg. Mm-hmm. So thankful, thankful for them. Yeah. So before I have, a, I have a bunch of different things like swirling around in my head You're that good. I want to, but like before I go into any of this, how are you feeling now? Just about everything. You said you're about a year and a half removed. Mm-hmm. Like I've had in my life, I don't know if I've talked about this much on here specifically, but I've had one experience in my life that, that I consider like a, def- like a life changing moment. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I know a couple other people that have had similar experiences where it's not like, you know, it, it's not something that most people endure, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a, something that, you know, like you mentioned, like not many people know is what, know what it feels like to get shot. Or go. And and yeah. thankfully that's the case, but um, you know, I've had an experience similar to where it's a, an experience that most people don't have to endure. And I know a bunch of other people like that, that they do. And after the fact, like, you know, whenever you get a year or so removed, it, your, your attitude is just very different on it. You know, you were mm-hmm. talking about how like you can kind of joke about it now. Uh, just what are your feelings today? Just, just on everything, reflecting back on everything that's happened and, and just where you are today about, you know, after everything that's happened. There's a lot. I have a lot of feelings, yeah. which I feel like is expected. Yeah. Um, luckily, I have a great therapist that I've been seeing once a week ever mm-hmm. since that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to therapy before that, but I got a special trauma therapist for this mm-hmm. event. Um, and so she's really helped me work through a lot of, a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest thing I've learned is that all the feelings are valid and it's the five stages of grief and everything. Like you don't go through all of that linearly or mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, so now I feel, I feel a lot better. Um, there are things that don't trigger me nearly as much mm-hmm. as what they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, like at one point, like I didn't want to go outside when it was dark mm-hmm. and that's, fair. that's like very basic, yeah. but you know, like I didn't want to, or like I would have nightmares about it Mm -hmm. Um, or just, just stuff like that. And now I'm actually able to like go out on my own. I still try not to go out at dark, even with people. That's fair. I mean, that's, that's fair for anybody, I think, honestly. Um, But yeah, sorry. I kind of cut you off there. No, you're good. Um, Yeah. And even if I am with people, cause like one time me and my sister were going to go out somewhere like within the last year, I can't remember when. And my dad, I was like kind of nervous about it. And my dad was kind of like, well, it's okay. You got your sister with you. And I, I was kind of a smart ass, but I was like, that didn't help the first time. <laughs> and like, that's just like one of those things. Like that's also part of the healing process, yeah, you yeah, know? And yeah. like, he loves me. Like yeah. it, it's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it's like, that's also part of it is kind of being cynical and allowing mm-hmm. yourself to be a little cynical. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so recently I've been pretty good sometimes still going out by myself even in the daytime doesn't feel right mm-hmm. um but overall like I knock on wood I haven't been having like nightmares about it um and something that I knew would affect me but I didn't know would affect me this much at the time is like the residual scars that mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. um I've been doing a lot better with those as well mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where it's like you go to take a shower and you're like oh yeah Mm-hmm. physical daily reminder yeah. that that happened to me yeah. like the worst day of my life yeah. you know yeah um but overall i'm doing a lot better um and i'm allowing myself to like actually just feel whatever i'm feeling mm-hmm. and don't not really having any um 
what's the word? You don't want to feel bad about the way you feel, you know, yes. I guess this is the best way I can think about it. You know, what's am thinking of a very specific word. <laughs> don't you hate when that happens? Yes. That is, that is one of the worst that I side tangent, but I, that is, I know that I'm not the only person that feels this, but that is mm-hmm. one of the worst things. It's like, I know what I'm trying to say, but I cannot think of the one word that I'm, I need to mm-hmm. say right now, you know? And it's so simple. Yeah. Yeah. Expectations. Oh, there we go. That's it. <laughs> Literally so simple. Yeah. I just don't want to put an expectation on myself to be like, oh, well, I'm a year and a half out. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't bother me anymore because mm-hmm. that's not realistic. Yeah. And like there have been times where it's like, I've been fine for a while and then one thing happens mm-hmm. and it's just downhill yeah. for like a few days, yeah. a few hours. Yeah. Um, and it's also really hard in like my line of work because you're, you're going surrounded into, by it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You're going into the medical field when you have like medical trauma kind of mm-hmm. um, like you're going to hear about it. Like I had to we did our ICU semester mm-hmm. um, this past semester. Well, when yeah. you're talking about trauma mm-hmm. and you're going to talk about gunshots and stab wounds mm-hmm. and car wrecks and all of these different things. And that's just part of it. Cause you know, it's important to know, mm-hmm. but luckily I also had a really great professor, um, who I had a lot of one-on-one time with mm-hmm. and she was very respectful of my boundaries and she was just very upfront with me. She was like, Hey, I got to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really get around it. Yeah. Like that's the, that's the field we're in, mm-hmm. but like, what can I do to make this better? Like you can leave the classroom whenever you want. You don't even have to come that day. If we're going to talk about it, like very understanding, mm-hmm. um, great group of people over at utc mm-hmm. so and you know the so the thing that that i have been thinking about this whole time is something you kind of mentioned early on when we were talking there is so i have never had a, an experience that has been as traumatic as that mm-hmm. but trauma is relative yes, by the way well you know uh you'll, you'll see what i mean here in okay. just a minute but uh, but where I think we have a little bit of common ground is, and I, now that I remember, I have talked about it before, I've had an experience that most people I know for a fact have not had. And it was actually just, just crossed four years ago today when oh. everything was fixed. Uh, but I was diagnosed with a brain tumor like four years ago. Oh my God. That's usually the reaction I get. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the reaction I get too. So sorry I, I did that too. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's funny. Kind of, there was a small part of me that was like, this is what it feels like to be on the other side of the, you know, whenever, cause I've said that before to people like, oh yeah, I had a brain tumor. And they're like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And I'm like, on the inside, I'm like, I know I'm fine now, but like, yeah. you know, it's interesting being on the other side of things, but, um, that, that's why I say it wasn't like, you know, it came on all of a sudden, but it was a very, it's not an experience that most people have being mm-hmm. told that and having to be, you know, deal with the repercussions of it. Yeah. And I'm fine now. Like everything's been, you know, fixed, taken out that needs to be done. Perfect. Like everything's good. But where I really relate to what you were saying is my experience was I had so many people reach out to me that were like, you know, concerned about me for mm-hmm. obvious reasons that were wanting to make sure I was okay. If there's anything they could do for me. And Every it it took like everything I tried to do was to kind of bring it back down to earth. Like I wanted, if I could joke about it, I would joke about mm-hmm. it. If I could like try to bring any normalcy back in my life, that's the thing I wanted. And so when you yeah. were saying like you were kind of laughing about it, even in the moment, like I know what that feels like. I know what it feels yeah. like for everything to be spiraling out of control to a degree, and you try to do whatever you can to bring some normalcy back to it. You know, um, one of my closest friends, he. <laughs> I don't know what was I don't know what was in the in the water around this time, but mm-hmm. around the time that I was diagnosed with that, he was diagnosed with lymphoma. And oh my god! Yeah, it was it was a very crazy time to be alive. He is yeah. now also also good. Okay. Uh, he's been clear for a while, and and he's uh, he's he's an awesome guy. But 
we we all we both kind of shared that experience where the last thing we wanted was for everything to be going you know our lives were so out of normal out of whack for the longest time that we wanted it we wanted to do whatever we could to bring it back into some normalcy you know uh, and so we would joke about it, like what you were saying. We would we would have some some comedy about it, even at times. And not to say that that's like the response everyone should have, but that was just our way of kind of it's dealing like with it. It's like what you needed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the way I always put it is is like I said, my life was so not normal for for that time frame. Like it was just mm-hmm. I was in the hospital, I was going through therapy, like all this stuff. It's like anything I could do to make it a little bit more normal and just like back to the way it was prior. I would do whatever I could, mm-hmm. and so. That's why I laugh whenever, you know, you have those like comments to your dad and stuff like I know exactly what you're what you're, you know, feeling with that. Um, and, and that's always been like my message to people if they ever want to know, like, what what should they do when they encounter someone that's experienced something like this? I mean, it's, it's going to be different each time. So this is I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush, mm-hmm. but my message to them is always just treat them like a normal person. Yeah. Like, don't obviously be concerned about them, but don't like treat them like they're that person. Like, you know, my, my friend, he told me, he was like, I didn't want to be the kid who had cancer. I just wanted to be me. I just want to be me dealing with my situation. And I was the same thing. I didn't want to be the guy with the brain tumor. I just wanted to be Daniel. That's dealing with, a, you know, the situation I was in. Mm-hmm. And th- did you ever feel that way at all? Or was it a different situation for you? Listen, I may cry just for the fact of like being <laughs> understood because yeah. like people yeah. also don't like to talk about trauma because it's yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. And like the only person who really understands like to a T is my sister because she was there. She had to make the phone call, you know, to 911. My parents were over an hour away. Mm -hmm. So she kind of had to be there by herself until Mm -hmm. my grandparents could get there. Mm -hmm. And so even though she wasn't physically injured, you know, like she experienced everything emotionally I felt except for things related to actually being shot. Um, And so I hear you about like wanting people to just treat you normally. And it's really hard because also sometimes you tell people and they like treat it like it's no big deal. And I'm like, hey, yeah. I'm like, that is a big deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a very weird balance because yeah. it's like, like if you were to have said like, oh, I had a brain tumor. And I was just like, oh, yeah, like it was like a part of any other normal I day. I would have definitely been surprised. That would have been, that would have been the first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's like this fine line between you're like, oh, okay, wow, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. But you're like, okay, that's where it's got to stop. Yeah. Like you don't, yeah. you don't want it to be like this huge, like mm-hmm. overarching, like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's broke. She's been shot before. Yeah. Like Yeah. Because at some point you want to heal mm-hmm. and you can't heal if other people still see you as that person. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely understand what you're saying and that's kind of always my biggest thing with with telling people too. Mm-hmm. Um I just left a job and probably three people knew mm-hmm. max one of them was my manager because I was like, <laughs> "Hey, if I see something that triggers me, I'm going to have to take a step away." Mm-hmm. Um, and so not many people knew a lot of people that I still encounter don't really know because Mm -hmm. I don't want to like make a new friend and be like, Hey, by the way, this happened to me. And then, you know, the tons of questions, like I mentioned, I told a coworker and like one of his first things was like, Oh, did it hurt? Like, Mm -hmm. was it hot when the bullet went through your body? And I was like, that's a truly bizarre question to ask. And at that point I was like six months out Mm -hmm. and I was like, what in the so like yeah. people have some really bizarre reactions yeah. too, but it's also them not knowing what to say. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that I've encountered the most is like for one, for me, like whenever I started working here, so like I'm not from Chattanooga. So no one here knew anything about me other mm-hmm. than what I would tell them. And yeah. 
I knew at some point, like I wanted my coworkers, at least some of them to know, like, you know, I want them to know things about me and I felt comfortable sharing that. But I was like, how do I go about saying this? Because, yeah. you know, like everyone's reaction is the reaction you had. It's like, oh, my gosh, this this kid's had a brain, t-. you know, like yeah. that's the re- understandable reaction to it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was always like, I don't know how to go about this because I don't want to just like walk up into a conversation and be like, hi, I had a brain tumor one. You know, I don't, <laughs> don't want to be that person. But at the same time, it's, it's important because like, yeah, it's a part of you. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to never bring it up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was always a difficult thing. But then at the same time, I totally understood people because like, what are you supposed to say to somebody like that? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like if I, if I did not know you at all and, and we crossed the street and you told me your story, I was like, I, I mean, I can remember, I remember when this happened and mm-hmm. I don't remember how I first heard about it, but I remember my first reaction was like, what? I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, I was like, that doesn't, why? I was like, I was just so confused. I was like, that's such a, like out of left feet. Like I've just, that, you know, that was not what I was expecting to hear yeah. that night or that day, whatever it was. Exactly. And, you know, I, I totally get the, the response of just like not knowing what to say and just kind of grasping at straws, you know? Yeah. Um, and the main thing with me also is, you know, like you said, it is definitely a part of my life, just like this is a part of your life. Mm-hmm. But for me, there's, I don't want this, my experience, just like I would imagine with you, I don't want that to be the defining thing about me. Yeah. Like it's a part of my life and I'm happy to talk about it, but there's more to me than just that one experience. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to just sit up and like, I don't want that to be the only drum that I bang all day long. Like, you know, like, yeah. and, and like I said, I'm happy to talk about it. I'm talking about it right now, but like I said, there's, there's more to me than just that part of my story. Just like there's more to you than that part of your story, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's important for people that haven't experienced things to this magnitude to understand, you know? Yeah. Uh, because I, I get why people want to ask about it. They want to know how they can help and to understand better. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, Hey, I'm, there's more to me than just this one experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, it's, there's so many blurred lines with the, like these issues that's, I don't, I'm not even saying I have all the answers to them, but I think oftentimes it's just, it's a, it's a harder to, nav- to navigate, you know? It really is. And like you, like we were talking about, it's like people also don't want to talk about it. Like, A, they either don't know how to talk about it. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to say, or they just like, like they say the wrong things mm-hmm. and it's like, like they're trying to help. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's like, the, like you said, like, it's just kind of this like middle area of yeah. like, how do you have a conversation about it? And yeah. then like what I was saying, like some people actually don't want to talk about it because that's like the stage of healing that they're Mm -hmm. in is that they just don't want to talk about Mm -hmm. it yeah so it's difficult all around something that in my experience whenever i was going through everything with my brain tumor and whatnot is one of the kind of unexpected consequences for me was not that i was an extremely immature person before but it it very much put life very quickly into perspective for me Mm -hmm. because I learned after the fact, my life was never in danger. It was, it was a benign tumor or anything, but when you get told, Hey, you have a brain tumor, you, you immediately yeah. go to the worst, you know? And for me, it was like life, very like a lot of my problems got very small all of a sudden, you know? And looking back now over four years removed, which is a weird thing to say, mm-hmm. um, it's, that has served me well in a lot of ways because, you know, not that I necessarily wanted that experience to happen, but I'm grateful for it because I know that I wouldn't be the person I am today without the things that I've learned throughout that process. And, you know, it's been long, like you're still, you know, you're a year and a half removed, but do you feel that at all? Like today, looking back, you know, you've passed a year, it's still like in the grand scheme of things, like a relatively fresh thing. But, um, do you, do you feel that way at all? Uh, just about your experience so far? 
Yes and no. Yeah. It's a very complicated yeah. thing. Obviously, you know. Yeah. Um, but and everybody's ex- everybody's experience is different. Like I don't want to I don't want to paint my experience as the experience for everybody. Yeah. Like this is just just totally for me. You know. No, and it makes sense that like you had a similar mm-hmm. in a different way yeah. similar yeah. experience, and so yeah. you're like, was it the same for you? Yeah. How was it different? Yeah. Like that makes sense. Yeah. But for me. At the point I'm at right now, like a lot of people are like, oh, like everything happens for a reason. And I'm like, no, there was yeah. no reason for that. <laughs> like I'm at that point where I'm like, don't try to like, at least from my experience, mm-hmm. I'm like, don't try to feed me that. Oh, everything happens mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah. Or like, you're a better person. I'm like, I was a fine person mm-hmm. before that, you yeah. know, like I didn't need that to happen to mm-hmm. me. So like, that's the kind of the point where I'm at. I would like to be at a point where maybe I feel differently about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, like not grateful that it happened, mm-hmm. but kind of grateful yeah. for who you've become because of it. Yes, that's a better way of putting it, definitely. No, and I, I knew exactly what you meant. And like, I think some way I feel, or sometimes I feel that way where I'm like, you know, like I like who I am mm-hmm. now. Like I feel I'm still a very indecisive person, but I feel like I'm more sure of myself because of the things that I had to go through, even like post mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. just like moving a semester back of nursing school, like everyone who I was originally in nursing school with, they just graduated mm-hmm. and they're going to become nurses. Mm-hmm. Like they just passed their NCLEX. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of starting. And I still have that feeling of like, that's where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it's not my fault that I'm not there. And so there's a lot that goes into that. But mm-hmm. I think at this point right now, I just feel kind of like, I don't know, like it didn't have to happen, yeah. but it did. So yeah. I guess it's not like being grateful for who I've become. It's just trying to learn how to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, not like you said, like not being thankful, but just kind of being like, okay, like this is who I am now. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of like, all right, what are we working with? Yeah. What can we be happy about? Yeah. You know? And something that I've had to continually learn is that, you know, m- me personally, I like to think that there's a reason for everything. Even mm-hmm. if I don't know now, like, you know, whatever happens next, at some point I would like to think there's a grand reason yeah. why these things happen. But oftentimes for my own sanity, I think, it can be good to at least tell myself like maybe there like there wasn't a reason and as, as as weird as that sounds the reason i say that is because if you know if somebody's in a situation like yourself if you're grasping to try and find a reason and you just can't find any any reason why mm-hmm. at some point being able to accept those situations being able to say this is who i am like just being able to accept the reality of the situation that can do a lot for a person um i know for me it was like you know i mean I didn't know why I was going through this experience. And, uh, you know, I like to think that I've, I've learned a lot from it, but at the end of the day, it's like, I don't necessarily, I didn't want that to happen, you know? And so it's like, I don't know if there was a reason for it. I don't know what, if there is a reason what it was, but being able to just accept the reality of the situation for my own sake was very important for me, you know, because it, it somewhat allowed me to kind of move past it and just begin living my life again. I didn't have to keep dwelling in that one place and just, asking questions of why this kept happening, what, you know, what was going on in my life. It just allowed me to begin moving forward, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, I don't know. And I know that everybody's timing is, is different with that. And it's like I said, it's, I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush here because my experience is not going to be the same for everybody's, yeah. but specifically talking about like these unique experiences that like, if for me, at least I can point back and say that was like a life changing moment for mm-hmm. me personally. And, and for other people, I think it's good at times to, find a way just to begin moving past it, whatever that looks like for you and for each person, you know, finding a way to, whether it's finding a reason for why it happened or just being able to accept what happened to you as the reality of your situation, um, being able to, you know, in a healthy way, begin moving past it is 
it was incredibly important for me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, uh, sometimes I want to ask you about, I've, I have personally never gone to a therapy session. Not that I'm against it or anything. I just, mm-hmm. I never have before. Uh, I actually, I've talked to a therapist about this, but not like, like I was, I was speaking to a therapist in an interview session and was just like asking him about it. But, um, I wanted to know, I, I'm assuming, and you've mentioned like, it's been a positive uh, thing for you, but, uh, for in your experience, what has been your main benefit and takeaway from just going to therapy for you? Because to me, I would imagine it would be good just to have someone just to talk to about these things that can hear you and understand to a degree, you know, uh, is that, has that been your experience at all? Yes. So I feel like it's important to note I've been going to therapy since probably like January of 2019, um, on and off. And then pretty regularly since August of 2019. Um, and that's through a therapist at UTC who Mm -hmm. love her. She's the best. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I've been going to therapy for quite some time. And I think that actually helped when that happened because I was in the hospital, um, better off than I initially was, Mm -hmm. but I was in the hospital and I was able to do a telehealth session with Mm -hmm. my therapist. Mm -hmm. And I was like, she saw me in a hospital bed and she was like, what's going on? And I like within a week of it happening, I was able to just tell her step-by-step what happened and let it all out and cry about it. And that in itself was so cathartic because another thing is that like, there's a lot of stuff that I don't tell people Mm -hmm. because it's horrific. Yeah, Like what I was thinking at the time, what I was feeling, experiencing, what was running through my head with my sister being there. That's also not like a topic for like a normal conversation or even like an in-depth conversation, because if it's too much for me to handle, I don't want to put that on people. Yeah. So like, I'm sure you can relate where there's some things about it where you haven't told anyone or like very few people, Mm -hmm. because like you also don't want to dump that on them. Yeah. And so for this experience, just related to the trauma, it's nice to have somebody there who, first of all, is like equipped to handle those types of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I know that when I go into therapy, like I can say exactly what I'm thinking and whatever I'm thinking Mm -hmm. with a no judgment, but B like my therapist is just equipped to handle, to help me handle it and Mm -hmm. talk me through it and just help me figure out how I'm feeling and what I need to do to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. So I, I recommend therapy to everybody, even if you haven't been through something traumatic, Mm -hmm. but especially if you've had something recently. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, trauma is relative. It doesn't have to be a brain tumor or being shot and almost dying, you know, to like have trauma. You can Mm -hmm. have trauma for a lot of different things, Mm -hmm. but I do really recommend therapy. It's been very positive for me. Yeah. And, and something that I didn't realize was going to be because, you know, one of my, one of my friends, uh, that we were, we were much a lot closer towards the beginning of my college career, but he, uh, he was, he would go to therapy fairly regularly. And he asked me, he was like, Hey, do you go to therapy? I was like, no, I've never gone, not against it. I just, mm-hmm. I just haven't gone before. Yep. And, you know, I was telling him, I was like, I like for me personally, I have a lot of really good friends that I can have these kind of deep, well, these very personal conversations about mm-hmm. that, which I hope most people do. But mm-hmm. for me, that was always my outlet is having, having people that I was close to that close to that I could come to. And I knew that they wouldn't have all the answers, but for me, it was more about just having someone I could share my thoughts with, you mm-hmm. know? And whenever, eventually, whenever, you know, I went through my experience and my friend that had lymphoma, we both, there were a couple of points where we both would just be in a room together and we would just 
just talk to each other about our our shared experiences because yeah. it, it was different. You know, it wasn't a, a you know a carbon copy experience of each other, but there were some similarities in our experiences and some uh, and and things that we had. Uh, you know, the ways we'd interact with people, we understood kind of where we were coming from. And so at the very least, like part of the reason why I am a proponent of therapy, even though I've never gone is because I totally understand the benefit of having someone that can understand you or is willing to just listen to your experience and, and just having someone to talk to, you know, uh, I think that's incredibly important. And it's, it's part of, for me, why I'm so comfortable talking about my experience now, because I've been able to work through these things with my friends and specifically mm -hmm. him who had a, a similar experience to me, you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, uh, it, it reminds me, there was a book I read, I forget when it was, it was a year or two ago now, but I think the name of it, I think I forget the author's name, but it was called, um, it was like, maybe you should talk to someone. Yes. Like I want to read that. Yeah. So I heard about it and I heard the premise of the book and I was like, Oh, that sounds Interesting. I was like, I'd never thought about that. It, for those that haven't read it or don't know about it, it's basically a true story of a a therapist who uh, I forget the experience she had, but she she had a very traumatic experience, and her friends were like, maybe you should go find a therapist. And so it was kind of her quest to find this therapist and her experience and everything. And I just thought it was interesting. I was like, you know, that's I've never thought about that before. And I read it and it really, it, it revealed that to me is, is, you know, at the very least, whether you decide to go to therapy or not, at the very least, having someone you can talk to, just someone you can, who will understand, or at the very least, just listen to you is so important because for me, I'm, although I'm very talkative, uh, <laughs> I am terrible about keeping things like bottled in at times and just like being like, no, I don't want to put that on somebody else. But having someone, especially someone that understood like to a pretty similar degree, what I was going through, it meant the world to me. And so yeah. I like reading her experience in that book, like having someone go who is a therapist, go to a therapist and talk about the experience she was going through. Uh, I, I kind of felt some similarities to her, you know? And so did you say you have read that book or you're you wanting I to read it? To. I was told about it. Around the time I started going to therapy, mm -hmm. um, and I have not gotten into reading until yeah. like recently, like this summer. Uh -huh. So it's on my it's on my reading list. I'll probably go pick it up now since yeah. we talked about yeah. it. But yeah, I've been wanting to read it for a while. I just haven't. Well, I will say it is. I, I really enjoyed it. It's a big book, but the good thing. So <laughs> for me, if I'm ever going to read a book, I get intimidated by big chapters, even though. At the end of the day, it's all the same length. Yeah. But this book, it has a lot of chapters, but they're like four pages long. Okay. And it was like perfect for me because <laughs> I, if I read a book and it has like a hundred page chapters, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm never going to finish this thing. <laughs> Even so, though the like page amount doesn't yeah, actually Yeah, change. it doesn't change at all. Like you could make it, you know, a million chapters and just each one is one page. It, it wouldn't make a difference. But um, yeah, that, that book is, it's really good. And, and I think it... For me, like I said, someone that's never gone to therapy before, it kind of opened opened up that door of, oh, I, I see now like the main benefits of just having someone that's willing to listen and talk to you mm -hmm. and and try to understand at the very least where you're coming from and the experiences that you've had. And so, yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. I think you, you'd like it. And if anybody else is listening that wants to, look, to read it, I, I think you should check it out. I agree. Yeah. I haven't read it, but I have a lot of faith in that book. It sounds yeah. like a good book. Yeah, it, it, is, it is very good. And um Something that I, I, like I said, again, I've never been to therapy, but it makes me happy to see is the kind of seeming, uh, the, I don't want to use popularization, but it's become more 
Yeah, so I was like, what's the word I'm looking? I, I was having the same. <laughs> I was like, what is the word I'm looking for here? Not popularization necessarily, but it's become more publicly accepted. Like it's not mm-hmm. really that weird, or like it's not that uncommon to hear people talk about their experiences therapy or go to therapy, uh, which I think is a great thing. Like I said, like I said, again, like I've never been, but I know that it's been a great benefit to a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's awesome, you know, because like I said, if I did not have my friends that I could talk to on a very personal level about these things, I don't know what I would have done. Like I would have just been, cause I, I didn't feel like anybody really understood where I was coming from, you know? And so, mm-hmm. uh, like a similar situation with yourself, I, I just think it's, I think it's great that it's become a much more, uh, understood and a, and a uh, destigmatized thing. I'm glad you, glad you said, it. I was like, what's the word I'm looking for here? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's great that stuff like this has become, uh, it's become not weird anymore. You know, I yeah. guess it's kind of the best way. Like that's the, the way my, my brain works, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's a great thing. And, and hopefully, uh, also, you mentioned, which I do want to mention, if there's any UTC students uh, listening, there is a therapist on campus, which I think is uh, a great resource that they have. Therapist yeah. and a psychiatric nurse practitioner. So if you end up needing anxiety medicine or mm-hmm. anything like that, even be it temporarily, there mm-hmm. is somebody there who can connect you with either connect you with other resources or help you with that in yeah. general. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, I, I just talking to people like, you know, I, like I said, I think that there is often times in a lot of our lives where there's like moments we can point to where it's for, at least for me, like, I know it was a lot like a miles, I don't want to use milestone, but mm-hmm. it was a moment that I will not forget. Defining you know? moment. Yeah, it's a defining moment. Uh, I need to keep you around. You're just finding the words I need. Like I'm, I'm like, I need to keep you in my pocket or it's something. It's easy when you're not trying yeah. to talk about yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's, uh, I, talking to people about those defining moments, whether they're good or bad, I think is always important because you know, we don't hear these stories a lot. We see numbers and statistics and mm-hmm. there'll be every now and then a high profile event that happens or something like that. But we don't hear the stories like this. And I think they are because it humanizes those numbers that we see. It humanizes things like that. And I think that's incredibly important. Something that I've tried to do uh, and understand more because I know that my story is is not going to get told to everybody on the planet, but I hope that when a story like mine comes up, it's people realize that it's not just a random person out in the world that, you know, doesn't really matter. No, that's a real person, you know? Yeah. And, and I just, I think that's incredibly important. So thank you just for talking about this. Yeah. I, I really appreciate you taking a little bit of time to chat with me about this. And I hope that if anyone listening had any similar experience or has any, you know, I, I hope this was a benefit. This was a benefit to me just to hear your story, but I, I really hope that whoever listens to this, it was a, a benefit to, from them to, hear your story and to hear how just you're doing now. So thank you. Thank you so much for chatting with me about this. And it it really means a lot. I hope it puts it into perspective, all the recent shootings Mm -hmm. that have happened. Um, Especially like just being here in Chattanooga, Mm -hmm. there's been a lot recently and like all those people were at Erlinger because they're at a level Mm -hmm. one trauma center. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so just even knowing that I was that close or like the, how do you say the town? You have all day. I say Uvalde. Uvalde. Okay, Uvalde. But, yeah. Either way. However you say it. You know yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, it's just, it even broke my heart just because they are, like, I was a quote-unquote child. I was 20, mm-hmm. but, like, just having children mm-hmm. being shot and then, I don't forget how many survivors there were. Maybe only one. Not many. Yeah. That I can think of. Um, it just broke my heart because I just know that, like, what that kid is going through because... 
luckily not a whole lot of people can understand but that's also unluckily like mm-hmm. she's not gonna have anyone to talk to yeah. you know what i mean yeah so i wish there was like some way for me to like reach out to yeah. like because what are you supposed to do like no nobody's been shot yeah. you know so it's like how do you find people like that yeah. anyways so it's good to reach out to people yeah. and stuff like that yeah and and the thing that which i i i know what this feels like but it, it's so easy to see events like this and be like oh man that's like that's a terrible thing and then just like it's just right you know it, unless life. it's like right in front of you like you know it's easy there's just our world is a crazy place and so it's just like oh my gosh that's terrible and then like it just goes and so like like that's that was kind of my whole point of this is like i think it's important to hear stories like this because you know even with high profile cases like what happened at uvalde or like at buffalo recent like that gets a lot of media attention but we're a couple of weeks removed now and it's kind of gone with the wind, you know, like it's not talked about as much. And so I think it's important to have these conversations to hear from people that have had these experiences that hopefully more people don't have them, but it's still important to remember, remember them and to learn from them. And so, um, like I said, thank you very much. I know this is a, uh, probably a difficult thing to talk about. I'm sure it can be at times, but I I really do appreciate you taking a little bit of time to chat with me about it. Yeah. Well, thank you for being interested and wanting to help other people understand and also just like come to terms with their own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, before we finish up here, uh, I have kind of a, a thing that I do at the end of each episode Mm -hmm. and it's, I always like to finish the episodes in a bit of a uh, more fun note, whether it's been like a, you know, an episode like this or, or whatever. I always like to change the trajectory of the episode and finish it with a little segment that I call 15 quick questions. Uh-oh. And these are totally unrelated to everything we've been talking about. But okay. uh, I, I like to do this just to just to see your thoughts on things. These are all uh, you know, this or that questions. So it's like, you know, either A or B or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to get your off the, off the cuff gut reaction. Just Bye. what you think. These aren't like, you know, these aren't going to get you in, in any trouble or anything, but, uh, these are questions that I think okay. are worth asking. And I want to, I want to hear your thoughts on. So, okay. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. This is 15 quick questions with Brooke socks with sandals. Yes or no. No. <laughs> That's such a, you were ready for that. <laughs> I've had some people think about that and be like, huh, I don't know. That was, that was funny. You were like, no, not even a <laughs> little bit. You said off the cuff, so I was yeah. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> summer, fall, winter, or spring? Fall. Who would win in a unicycle race, Danny DeVito or Matthew McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey. Hot coffee or iced coffee? Iced. Who would win in a dance competition, Dolly Parton or Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga. 70s, 80s, or 90s? The decades. Yeah. 70s. I like the I like the fashion. Nice. Uh, guacamole or salsa? Guacamole. Waffles or pancakes? Waffles. Michael Jackson or Prince? Michael Jackson. Blue cheese or ranch dressing? Blue cheese is just disgusting, so ranch. God, I'm, I'm, I agree with you on that one. <laughs> uh, are Crocs fashionable, yes or no? No. People are going to hate me for that. People wear them in the hospital all the time. No. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, funny story. So my my dad also works in the medical field. And there, correct me if I'm wrong, is there like a free Crocs thing for like medical professionals? I've heard of that. I've never looked into it because of my stance on Crocs, yeah. but I do believe well, that there are. I, this is, I'll, I'll finish up in a second, but my I remember one day my dad came home and he was like, I just got a free pair of Crocs. And I was like, are you excited about that? And I was like, what are yeah. you doing? He was like, oh, medical professionals just got free free Crocs. I was like, okay. I was like, that's... <laughs> 
Interesting. I wasn't expecting that, but yeah, yeah. I was I was curious to see your your thoughts on the, the great Crocs debate. A lot of people wear Crocs. I'm just not one of them. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of them either. So especially the Crocs purses. Have you seen those? No. Yeah, they're they're not. Don't. don't you can get Crocs for your dog though. I just saw that. Really? And I'm kind of behind that. That one's cute. <laughs> Only on dogs. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> um, crunchy or creamy peanut butter? Creamy. Movie or TV marathon? Movie. Okay, and this this is the last question. I, I usually try to mix up the questions a little bit, but this is the one that I ask everybody. And mm-hmm. I want to not only get your answer, but I want to hear your rationale on it, like hear your, okay. your thought process. Okay. Would you rather have to fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? A horse-sized duck? Yes. Or a hundred... Duck-sized horses. So a bunch of really small horses or one really big duck? You can, think, you can take a moment to think about it if you need to, because it is a weird thing to imagine. Yeah, I think a hundred small horses, <laughs> because ducks are really mean, yeah. and they'll, like, huh? how small are the horses? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess if it's like an adult duck, I mean, it'd be like, I don't know, I don't have a reference to what I'm yeah. <laughs> looking around, like, I don't know what, what the size of a duck, I mean, I don't know, I, it, it would be like the size of like a football, maybe? Like a little bit bigger than a football, okay. something like that, maybe? Yeah, that's tiny. Yeah. I could outrun that. <laughs> you think you could outrun them? I think I could outrun a hundred of them, maybe, maybe yeah. not all 100 of them, but I feel like you could punt them <laughs> if you needed to, whereas like this giant duck, I mean, the duck probably couldn't be that fast, they're not very fast animals, yeah. but... Something about that is so unnerving to me because they have like miniature horses, but they like a, they don't have big a horse-sized duck. Yeah, is terrifying yeah. to me. Yeah, no, I, 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 I feel you. I have gone back and forth on this. I've, I've also heard the punt response before, so you're not the first one. <laughs> okay, um, but I've, I've gone back and forth on this. Like, like, what would I want to? I don't know. I don't know. Like. It's just a weird thing to think about. And so I, I Did like, you come up with that or did you find it? I've, I've seen that before, okay. but I've never heard the same answer from anybody. Like, it's always, <laughs> well, I think I'd rather do this one because if you think about it, their size is relative. To, I'm like, you're going way too deep on this. So, uh, yeah, I just, I just want to hear, hear what, you, what you would do if you were ever in that incredibly unrealistic uh, situation. A straightforward answer yeah. is that a giant duck is too scary. <laughs> <laughs> but you think you can take on 100 horses? You, you feel more confident about that? I don't think that all 100 would try to attack me, <laughs> but you can guarantee that that one duck is going to come after you. You that's know fair. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for doing uh, my little, little game here at the end. Uh, before we finish up, like I said, thank you again for doing this. Um, I know. Do you have any any links or anything that you'd like anybody to know about? Any like social medias or anything that you feel comfortable sharing? If not, that's fine. Um. All right. Hold on. Give me a second. Yeah. No. Should uh, I follow some therapists on Instagram? Okay, yeah, yeah. Definitely put that out now because I want to put any related links that, you know, you're comfortable sharing. Uh, I'll put in the description. So if anybody wants to check them out, follow uh, follow up with uh, any of these uh, therapists that she is about to show me, then I'll put that down in the description. Um, and yeah, yeah. Let me see. No, you're good. Also, it really just shocked me because somebody from high school, I just opened it and they got engaged and I was like, oh my God. And I was like younger, younger than me. So that's why I was like, 
I know you just got engaged. Congrats, I, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Thank so it wasn't like not the fact that they got engaged, but because of like who got engaged. <laughs> it's always a little bit shocking it when anybody. Gets, it's always a little bit shocking when anybody gets engaged. You know, and yes. I'm, I'm saying this as a, a newly engaged individual. It's always like, oh wow, oh they did that. Okay, wow. They, You're like, holy cow. Wow, they they're really doing this thing. You know. I know. I opened yeah. Instagram and saw you and Abby got engaged, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, go you guys. But holy cow. Okay, let me see. Mm. I'm trying to find. Maybe I can just send you them yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, Just send them to me afterwards, and I'll. Because I've I will blanked get them. on all the names. No, you're fine. Just send them to me afterwards, and we'll and I'll get them down in there. But um. Also, try therapy. I love it. Yes. I think you would love it too. You don't have to go for your whole life. You can just go for like a little bit of time. You don't even have to be shot to go to therapy. You can just go. <laughs> you can just go and talk about your life and like. Um, significant other problems or family problems or friend problems, they're there to listen. Yeah, that's so. great. I love it. I, I definitely support that 100%. And uh, I'm glad that uh, it's been such a positive for you and a positive for so many other people. So yeah, I'll definitely just, just shoot those over and uh, I'll, I'll definitely um, put those in the description. And if you're listening and you're at all curious about um, just what therapy is or what it might entail, uh, there'll be a couple Instagram uh, or Twitter or just social media accounts uh, down in the description, you can look some more into it and get some more details on it. So, yeah, or you uh, can just message me on Instagram. I'm always down to talk about therapy. Whenever yeah. I get drunk, I'm always like, "Don't get me started talking about mental health," because I'll talk. <laughs> I will talk for a long time on mental health. So <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, feel free. Do you do you care if I put your Instagram in the in the description or anything? If anyone wants to chat yeah. with you about anything, I mean, don't hit me up and ask me like direct yeah. questions about the shooting. But yeah. like, if you want to like get to know me and talk about therapy. Be respectful. Fine. Of yeah. course, be respectful people. That's a, a, a good rule to follow. Um, but yeah, I'll put that down there. If anybody wants to yeah. chat with uh, Burke just about life or, or just her experience, then it'll be down there. You can follow, follow up with her and uh, go from there. But uh, yeah, again, thank you so much for doing this. Thank it really means me. a lot. Um, and I just, yeah, uh, like I said, I know these things can be difficult at times. And so I, I appreciate you uh, speaking to me and taking a little bit of time out of your, out of your, out of her weekend. I will say it is a Friday. So uh, <laughs> I, 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 appreciate anybody that's willing to take a little bit of time out of their weekend to uh, do anything for me. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. And thank you all for listening. And uh, I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the podcast. As one final reminder, if you'd like to support the show, then don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcast or share it with a friend. If you'd like to check out any links that were mentioned during the show or follow the show or myself on social media, then feel free to head to the description of today's episode to find these links. As always, thank you again for checking out today's episode. and I really hope you enjoyed it. I will catch you all on the next episode of the podcast. See ya.